why I'm saying it that way is, uh, we, oh, this is Bulls in the Ring. Bulls in the Ring. Uh, Tom with Joe. Of course. The reason why I said it so uh, monotone and sad-like was because I said it very enthusiastically the first take, but it wasn't recorded. We had technical so, difficulties. Yes, there was technical difficulties, so we had to redo it. <laughs> and on the second take, I tried to improv, imp- uh, improv and go with a sad or monotone thing. But yes, it was my uh, daughter's birthday two days ago now. Mm-hmm. And she's the big 12, the big Ryan Blaney. Jesus Christ. You have almost two yes. teenagers. Yes. In about t- uh, 12 years, I will be joining you. <laughs> <laughs> when they're graduate, when they're out of college. <laughs> Technically, you know, I, I think I say this all the time. I think about it. And my kids could technically be like, not like oopsie uh, <coughs> grandparents, you know, like a, a teenage pregnancy, but like actually graduate college get married and have like a legitimate family and I could be a grandfather while your kids are in high school yeah pretty much yeah but again the the rub is that you got to have a more uh, adventurous youth where I had to be home changing diapers that is true I I did get to enjoy my 20s a lot more than you did in terms of that yeah yeah yeah, no, it's just the way I the mean, cookie I crumbles. He, I guess however you lived it, like, I'm happy with the decision I made. I'm sure you're happy with the decision you made. So, like, we're, I, I can see it being, like, I wouldn't change what I did. No? Nah. If I could, I would have went younger. I mean, I, I, was with, I, been, I was with my wife for, like, seven years before we, uh, six years before we got married. Yeah. Sorry, so, I got like I, mean, I got three years. We I could have had right now. I could have had a college or a senior. Yeah, yeah, you definitely could have. Just how uh, I helped that our oldest was born on our anniversary, so that kind of first anniversary. <laughs> first anniversary. My gift. <coughs> what extra mouth. Yeah. For what the rest a, of my life. What a gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, speaking of gifts, maybe some specialness here. I have a question for you, Joe. Okay, I'm ready. Now, a ghost. A ghost is stuck essentially in purgatory, correct? Is is that how you look at it, or what do you ha- what do you consider a ghost? Um, what do I, what do I consider a ghost? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess like something that. <laughs> Something that, that haunts things, I guess. Do so you always look at it as, as an evil spirit? Mm. I don't think necessarily. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, I guess they're scary regardless, whether it's good or bad, right? No, I think you can have good ghosts. But, like, it's scary. Like, say, like, like oh, my house is haunted, but don't worry, he's friendly. I'd be like, well, I'm I'm not staying here tonight. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't hang out with Casper? <clears throat> like the Casper, the friendly ghost? Yeah, he's the, he's a friendly ghost. Uh, I mean, I, I'd I'd after uh, I my panic attack and my heart attack subsides. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, I guess I would. But like, but like, how is he friend? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, imagine yeah, taking a different. shit and all of a sudden I, I he pops in. 
I look at it differently. I look at it this way. I look at it as a ghost is a soul. It's the afterlife of, you know, it's the existential being, the force, whatever you want to call it, of you. And you, as a ghost, are stuck between, maybe you haven't uh, earned your right in the heaven or hell. Maybe there's a line on either, either gate. I think you're kind of just stuck in a thing until maybe there's some resolution in your life, maybe some um, something that you could possibly do that's good. Because think about it, you ever like you ever get that feeling like um, people say it all the time, like I felt something grab me at the at the crosswalk, and good thing I did because I would have gotten hit by a car. Hmm. So I look at like maybe they're trying to you know win favor with you know the big guy upstairs, or that that's where I. <coughs> Well, they do say some ghosts, um, they, uh, they're left here because they have unfinished business as like, you know, like maybe they have to do like some good deeds to get into heaven. Yeah. That's how I kind of look at it. That's, that's, that's my, my thought process on a ghost. Hmm. So this is my question though. This, this is where I'm getting, I, it was, it was a long round. Oh, that wasn't the question. Sure I got your feelings on it. This okay. Is, this is the question. This is the question. Not about ghosts. But this okay. Is it. Well, technically, it's about ghosts. Say there's a ghost standing next to you, okay? He's standing next to you. He, we're, we're talking right now. And in your head, you're going, Jesus Christ, Tom, this is a stupid fucking topic to talk about. You don't say the word. Can he read your mind to know that you said that, or do you have to actually speak it so he can hear it? The ghost? Yes. I have to speak can the it. Can read your mind? No, ghosts can't read minds. Aliens can read your mind. But ghosts ghosts can't read your mind. Okay, so you don't think a ghost has any special power? Well, they can go through walls and doors and touch shit and knock shit over and scare the shit out of you. So that's, but I think that's the extent of their powers. I don't think they have, like, telekinesis. You know? Okay, so you don't think, so if, if for you to say that this was a retarded question, you would actually have to say that out loud? Yes. Okay. It's just something I thought about, and I'm like, because to me, I think they can read your mind. And in the aspect of, like, again, saying someone's very depressed, they're like, I I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to end this. I got to end this. And then all of a sudden, like, like something, like a lamp falls over and, like, a letter gets shown or, like, a a shine of light comes in from the sun. I think, like, they almost move it to that thing and then people say like you know I thought about it but I was saved so I think they can read your mind or maybe they can read like body um like uh like uh what's the word for Emotions? it yeah yeah like they're, em- they're empaths where they uh, empathetic is that, yeah that's I think that's the word for it empathetic I think that's it I think they can read like the body language um but I, I don't think they can read your mind I, I think uh I think that's that's freaky as fuck, actually. <laughs> but I don't think, yeah. I think, I, but like I said, I think the extent of their powers is they can, they can move stuff sometimes, or and they can kind of like come and go as they please, like through walls and stuff, and not be seen. I think that's really it. <clears throat> now, do you think like uh, again, not to get, I, I, 
I was thinking about this one night. I was out here having a cigar. And well, what else I, were you having? Just a cigar. Well, my, well, my phone, my phone was dying, so I had like I had nothing to think about. So I just started like. <coughs> I went down this internal rabbit hole thinking of all these questions. So. Jesus. Because, like, can ghosts go anywhere they want, or do they have to be kind of like vampired in? I think they are confined to the place where they either died or they had the most connection with. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I believe in like UFOs and aliens, yet ghosts, I have a very hard time believing. Okay. I mean, is that weird? Like, I just kind of, like, I think some stuff happens and I think there's some logical explanations for it. Um, other times, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm so on the fence with it. Sometimes I believe and sometimes I don't. Yet, if you say, do you believe in aliens? I, I, without a doubt, I'd, I'd say yes, right away. Because I just think this, this universe is way too big for us to be the only living, uh, I guess, organisms uh, out there. You know what I mean? Whereas ghosts, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, first of all, you have to believe there's an afterlife. So... If you don't believe there's an afterlife, then there's no such thing as ghosts. Right? Well, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. There's an afterlife where there's a religious concept. You go to heaven, you go to hell, you go to a place. Or there could just be an afterlife, like, once you leave, your energy, your aura, your force, whatever, again, however you want to call it, is now just here. Right. It's not in a, it's not in a physical body, it's just in a... It could be a, a a speckle of air. You know what I mean? It could right. just be something. Uh, reincarnation, that, that's when I, I don't know. I, I'm very much on the fence on that. I, uh, I, I do not believe in reincarnation. That one I don't believe in. I just don't think, if I die, I'm going to come back as like an ant. Or, you know what I mean? I, I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's that. I think it's more um, Groundhog Day. Whatever you die as, you kind of come back as. There is evolution throughout this process. But you come back as what you were. Um, and that... So a person? Yeah, because think about it. How did we ever get smarter? What? How did we go... I, I literally... Before we started doing this, and I hate using the word literally, but literally before we were using this, I, um, someone said Neanderthal on TV about two hours ago, and I literally have been just reading about Neanderthals the entire time. So, again, from a Neanderthal who could barely do anything, mm-hmm. barely do anything to us now fucking splitting atoms, in, and think about it, in the human aspect of time, essentially when we became modernized is only a few thousand years. How do we do that? That's why I think that there's got to be some sort of reincarnation. Like, and we have, I we have not. maybe in the depths of our, <laughs> our mind, we know the knowledge that we have. <clears throat> That's how we keep evolving with learning technology. Yeah, I actually heard something like a, like a theory about that. It's actually like really depressing. I heard that like, when you're in the womb and stuff, you remember, you know, you, you still remember your past life, but when you're born, and the reason you start crying is because, because you know, all babies cry when they come out, and the reason why is because you, you, you feel like 
that past life and all those memories start slipping away. Like your parents, your friends, your, your the rest of your family. You know what I mean? And slowly as you get older, like, that's all gone. And all these new memories pop in and you have no recollection of your past life anymore. That I read that, I'm like, that is really fucking depressing. <laughs> like I don't I don't wanna do that. <laughs> Well, see, it's funny you. It's funny you said that that way. We can get back to this part because I'd like to. But um, remember, I texted you before about puberty, and um, yes, the, I essentially look at it like this. It it, it kind of piggybacks on that. Like as a newborn, you are Benjamin Buttons. You you know everything from your past. You know what I mean? Like you're uh, you're omniscient to everything that happened in your past, and you immediately lose it, and then you have to regrow memories. I look at puberty being weird too, because think about it. Back hundreds, maybe thousands of years ago, did humans have, they had a very much shorter life expectancy. Did their puberty have anything to do with that? And like, as it looks now, like they're saying that um, puberty is like fluctuating in time. Do you think that has any equation that us living a lot longer than we did even 300 years ago? Or do you think it's the hormones that they're fucking that we? I think know, it's hormones, I think better it's, nutrition and all yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that. <clears throat> I think it's that. I think it's the shit we get we get pumped in like all these vaccines and all this crap. I think that has a lot to do with it. Whereas a lot of this stuff wasn't around a hundred years ago. Um, yeah, it could be the, the stuff they're putting in food. Um, I, I think it could be a number of things why like puberty is happening. You're saying it's all happening a lot quicker now, right? It's happening quicker, but we're living longer. It seems like, like it's that, and also 300 years ago. Think about the stress that you had in life. You knew that you were only going to probably live to 40. Oh, we'd be dead you by now. Didn't, yeah, we'd be uh, dead. Yeah, we we would be like old people. Pretty much, yeah. But like, think about it. Girls got married younger, yet probably didn't hit puberty. Till later on, mm-hmm. so they were they were essentially maybe even having you know marital sex where they weren't even hitting puberty yet, and then all of a sudden they hit puberty. They probably get pregnant right away. All the hormones, the pregnancy, that's fucking them up, and that's why they have short life expectancy. Mm-hmm. There's probably a um, stress on the baby. There's a definite stress on the mother. So that's just equating to everything. Yeah, this is this is this is a heavy conversation. Yeah, <laughs> this is really heavy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I get it. It's been so freaking cold out that that this is what's happening. My phone dies because it's ancient. Jesus And now Christ. I'm out here and I got nothing to think about. Come this, on. Just shit's running through my head. Take your fucking iPad outside and watch a show. Just watch something. That's what I do out here. And guess what? Some, it, I had my charger out here. Like I'm, nothing's dying on Joe, on Joe out here. I'm good. <laughs> so... I, I suggest you do the same. These thoughts you're having lately, they're, they're a little freaky. You texted me at the zoo a couple weeks ago, and finally I was just like, Tom, <laughs> stop stop doing what you're doing. <clears throat> Tom went, I think we explained in the last podcast, Tom went to the zoo. Tom went to the zoo and is texting me these random things. <laughs> And finally, I was just like, I don't, I don't want to say what I said, but I was just like, you gotta stop. Because <laughs> then I'm, then because you know what it does, then I start thinking, and I'm like, huh, you know, yeah, he, he makes sense. He makes sense. 
I don't even know what you asked, but I'm just like, it was like the final straw. I'm just like, like a philosopher. Yeah. I, sh- I should, I should retire and just become a philosopher. <coughs> oh my god! Excuse my coughing, by the way. I, I got, I was literally after that last episode, I got sick. <laughs> Go figure. So I'm kind of like, uh, have, I have my uh, cough now. <coughs> so that's gonna last for like another three weeks, probably. So excuse the coughing throughout the podcast. You mean three months? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll have New Year's. You actually get sick like a woman, like an anti-woman period. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, women get women get their period for like a week a month. Well, now it happens more because getting the end. You get sick for three weeks, and then you're good for one, and then you get sick for three more. Pretty much. And well, now now it's like that because now my kids get sick, and of course I'm around them all the time, and then I get sick. Everyone's getting fucking sick. So yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I had a good my kid like my kids never really got sick. They were kind of like me. Well, they have your immunity, yeah. But they would be like kicked out of school because like in nursery school, like a kid got a hoof, mouth, and lip disease or some shit. No, that's and no. They that's, sent like the entire school down. Yeah, that's no joke. I've had that. <laughs> that's fucking. That's horrible. Just sad. Don't feel like driving in that nightmare too early. Oh, my kids missed the bus today? Well, they woke up at 10 to 7. Uh, that's good. <laughs> 10 minutes before the bus comes, my kids wake up. I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Come on, Gracie. But they, don't, they don't have your punctuality, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so uh, what the conversation, what we were originally intended to do, I guess, would be, uh, we had maybe it's my second favorite pay-per-view of all time and mm. the first time I've seen it since I've been back and the first time I've seen this type of event live right yeah so this is your first like <clears throat> what 20 something years since you watched Survivor Series yeah probably and I th- you, you you caught a good one mm-hmm. you caught a good one like I was uh, I, I think I mentioned this but like I um I uh, agreed to work overtime. This is like our busy time of year, like the holidays from Thanksgiving all the way to New Year's because a lot of overtime and with the holidays and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I agreed to work Sunday, and then after I agreed, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, Survivor Series is on the night before. <laughs> like, So I, I uh, it did suck, and we'll get to the rest. I didn't get to finish it until the day, till the next day. Um... But uh, it was a. It Did was you stay a, off your phone. Yeah, I, I was very proud of myself. I made it up until the men's hell in a cell, which was the main event. And I'm like, and that point it was like ten fifteen. I'm like, I gotta really, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. So I literally woke up the next day. I'd be, at, I'd be at work at six. Um, and uh, I. Did not go on anything. No Instagram, Facebook. I didn't check your text messages because I was afraid you would spoil it. I, I would. I would spoil. <laughs> you would. So. <laughs> so I end up watching it that morning <laughs> while at work. Sorry. So, but uh, anyway. So, uh, but very good pay per view. Um, do you? I mean, do you want to just go through and kind of like recap? Yeah, let's let's rip it. Okay, so the, I thought, in my opinion. It opened with the women's match. In my opinion, was the match of the night. Yes. Um, just 
from start to finish, just spectacular. Um, and it's very rare that the women's anything overshadows the men's. Like, it happens once in a blue moon, but, like, this time it did. Um, what, what do you think of it? Well, I'm going to circle <coughs> on that when we get eventually there. But um, it, I thought it was fantastic. I, it, I was not... Uh, I was not thrilled with the amount of time they maybe gave in between, but it did showcase each wrestler and like their group workings and everything. I thought that was like in the beginning, I wasn't sure about like three minutes. I'm like, oh, this is gonna, this thing's gonna drag out forever. Yeah, but it actually worked out very well. Mm-hmm. They the paced it well. Itself, like uh, the two highlights for me were, uh, and I didn't realize this because again, I never saw her wrestle. But uh, Kyrie Sane. Mm-hmm. Um, for a little girl, like I mean, she's tiny, mm-hmm. and she's probably she was probably the smallest one in the match. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Eos got maybe I think a little bit more beef to her. Yeah, but Kyra seems like scrawny. Scrawny, yeah, yeah. I mean, like none. And she was taking shots. She was. She did her uh, elbow drop on a stack of chairs, and she hit like. Elbow on chair and like ribs on chair. Oh yeah. She got like it was like a double shot. And yeah, that was a cool move. I'm gonna. This is an unpopular opinion, and I've been I've been watching it lately. Like I've been comparing them, and I think she might have the best elbow drop. We discussed this one day, and the more I watch, um, I I really do think that she has. <coughs> right. I, I know the cream always rises to the top, but I think she might beat the Macho Man. On really. Her. Yeah, I always, I, I always I absolutely love it. I always loved his, um, but she to me is without. And I mentioned this before. Definitely a close second, like because it's just it's so it it's so smooth looking. Fluid. Yeah, it's it's very fluid, and uh, just she just nails it. Um, I'm I was I was upset when she left originally because I always I really liked her and. At the time, they weren't utilizing her right, but now that she's back, I'm, I'm really thrilled because I think now with Triple H in charge, she's going to really shine. So, um, yeah, but she, that was, I love that. You told me to look out for that move because I was a little behind you. And as soon as she hit it, I was like, oh, that's probably what he was talking about because that was, that was pretty sweet. I was never a big fan of uh, Japanese wrestlers. I like, you know, mm-hmm. the great Muda. Like, I mean, he had <coughs> place, but that was that was something that I was never uh, watching. I was never watching New Japan or Frontier or any of that. So I didn't know any of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I saw a Japanese wrestler and they would talk about them being great, kind of like how when um, I started watching uh, NXT and they um, Daniel Bryan, they, they talk about him being this indie superstar and everyone loves him. But, like, on NXT, like, that first season, I hated him. Yeah. He was boring. Like, and I don't know if that was part of the role that he was doing mm-hmm. or he was maybe nervous to be. I don't know. But, I like, I didn't like that. And I never liked Japanese wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But these two have EO and her. I am, and, like, Asuka, not a big fan of. But these two, there's something about them. I like them both. They are... It, it, it's just something they they got something, and it it's like piques my interest every time they wrestle. Like yeah. I normally fast forward through every women's match, for the most part. There's I watch. Yeah, not miss a minute. Oh yeah, they're they're good. They're they're very good. Now, did you see? Uh, uh, I'm guessing the second move was uh was Eo Sky. That was yeah. I mean that that's not her. <laughs> I heard it was her second time doing it. 
It was because she's done it before. I, I, I think it was at a War Games actually, <laughs> where yeah. she did it. Um, it's still impressive nonetheless. But there's one thing that happens, and it happens in every big women's match like that with like a lot of people, and it always irritates me. Okay. The men do it too, but not as much as the women do. When someone's at the top and they're about to perform a big move, everyone in the ring or outside, they just stand there and wait for it. You see it. They just stand there and wait. And it takes away, it takes you out of it. Like, throw a couple of punches. Like, you know it's coming. Like, kind of like having a side, like, I don't understand why, like, they're not, like, yeah. scout that's maybe in, like, like um, like, a barrel lock. And have them looking up, and when they say, that's when everyone turns. Yeah, that's what it should be. But they, they just and stand there and wait. The easiest way to do it is, like, yell, like, no! <laughs> yeah. So something. Some kind of warning or, or just side glance. At, like, you obviously know something's happening with the, the cheering. Like, and they have good ring awareness where, like, they know where they are. But it just always just bugs me. And it happen. It always happens. And, and like it just every time I see it, I'm just like, God damn it! Like someone just kick somebody or punch somebody, just to make it look like you're not like waiting for it. But yeah. they always do it. And I don't understand why this is. This hasn't been corrected yet. See, I, I'm similar with one other thing, and I saw it especially this week on NXT. <clears throat> but I hate when they get like a big guy, or they get. It's usually a big guy on the top rope, and then two guys come underneath. And they try to do like a superplex on him, mm-hmm. and then there's like a third guy who gets on top of him. Yeah, I, I hate that like triple like uh, what's his name? I just it it just annoys me because it always looks sloppy. It always it's like planned. You can hear them like talking to each other. Yeah, like, you do. It's it, and that's one thing I, I will admit, and it might be maybe because we have better uh, definition TV where you can actually see them more. But like you see, like they choreograph every move. Oh yeah, well it, it's and I I mentioned this before, wrestling now is a lot more sloppy than it was years ago. Like obviously there's a lot more bigger moves now, but I mean like you're trained for this. Like don't yell out a move. And I I saw like I I heard a couple like they yell out they yell out something like move and all of a sudden the guy moves and like they hit the turnbuckle. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. I don't. I hate that too. Like it just. I think they said it. I think they said it on one of them. They like you could actually. I think it might have been Bronson Reed. He actually. He either got it said to him or he said it to someone else. Like Ivar said, like suplex. Yep. And they did it like. That was on Raw, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it might have been on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one thing I didn't like, but um, yeah, the the women's match was excellent. Oh yeah. Only. The only objection I did have to it, I wish it went back to elimination style. Well, War Games was never like that, though. I think you can meld the both. Now you have the best of both worlds. <clears throat> you could, um, and I think that'd make it a lot more interesting. But then it would it would make it so much longer because the whole thing with War Games is it doesn't really start until everybody's in there. That's how War Games always was, like. Yeah. Everyone's being the shit out of each other, but it doesn't officially start until all eight or ten people are in the ring. That's when, when war game starts. So if they do elimination, like you're adding an extra twenty minutes onto that match, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like you could you you could have like quick pins, you could have DQs, you you, you could have something in there. You that could would... you could do that and have it quick, but then it, it would look shitty. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a... I think now, maybe more so now, it could be 
done quicker because of the high risk moves. So I, I don't know. I just to me, I I liked it. The, the women's match was my favorite of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, mine too. Easily. And I'll I'll circle back to saying more on that when I get to it. Right. But um, we'll move on to uh, which I this was right there. For yeah. The second match of the night. Um, it was. I don't know about you, but I there was a couple moments there where I was like, I think the Miz is gonna win this. Like I really, he had me believing he was gonna win. I wish he would have. And really, this is my reason why. Okay. Yes, it, it's two reasons. One, it would have ended uh, Gunther being in that. So now we can have him move up to the big stage because mm-hmm. he needs to be there. He. Right now, he's probably my bet, my favorite performer. Mm-hmm. That's a mix of his character and his wrestling ability. Right, right now, he's probably my that. He's he's mine and, too. He's mine too. And the Miz, it would have. There's talk of Jericho coming back. Is there? I heard a, a rumor. I was skimming through. I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but there was something there that they were possibly going to pursue Jericho. Okay. If he would have won it, he would have tied Jericho. Yeah, they uh, they, they, they were hyping that there. up a lot like, too. Who is the best? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I I like the Miz. I I I do too. The character. He's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I like what he portrays when he's on when he's talking and you know Miz TV. I I like all that. And Grayson Waller is rapidly moving up, but I I like the Miz in that. So I, I, I wish he would do that. And again, I think that they really, and he's nearing the end of his career. They're probably letting him kind of do what he wants. Mm-hmm. But, uh, with that, I think if they let him come out on top, I mean, he, he was, I mean, the accolades, first, what, two-time uh, Grand Slam winner. It, like, he, he definitely was great. And the way they're kind of sending him off if this is the last hurrah is, to me, and it might be under his own doing, but to me, it's it's a little shitty. Well, you could look at it like that. Um, but the way I see it is that like he's still involved in feuds all the time. Mm-hmm. He's and he's on TV every week. Now, if they were doing him shitty, he'd be he'd be jobbing out in like two minutes, or he'd never be on a pay per view. He'd barely be on Raw. You know what I mean? But he's always. Really? On and he's always involved in a feud, so to me that's like they're, they're putting him out there. Yeah. They're not putting him out the pasture really. Like he's still and he just, I mean, in a continental title match, and it went uh, a little over twelve minutes. Like that's that's pretty good. Like that's to me like that's a good that's a good title match right there because it, and if he could make me believe that he could win this, I'm sure he made a lot of other people believe that too. So if as long as they're doing that with them, they're not really giving up on him, you know. And he he's been around. I mean, he's been, God, I think, two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think he made his debut. So he's pushing twenty years there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like I like him a lot, like you said, and, and I think that uh, he solidified himself as like a main guy, even though he's not wrestling in the main event. Like he's still. He's still, I mean, to me, he's still like a main guy, you know? Oh, 
yeah. And they're using him kind of as like a stepping stone. Like he's like to get when they get past him, they like really kind of catapult whoever he was feuding with. It's like that That's next true. level, yeah. you know. <clears throat> Which is good. It, it, you, you, you've always said that he's been a heel his entire career, correct? Uh, more or less, maybe once or twice. I can. I think he was. A, he was a good guy, but he just to me, he he he's a he's a better bad guy. Oh, absolutely! Everything about him, I love. Yeah. I just wish that there was more Maurice. No, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she'll come back. But yeah, that match was it was great. I mean, and as you said, there there were times where you were like, he might pull us out. He was. I mean, he was going. Normally, he dominates a match unless it's really like someone big you know if he's going against like Apollo Crews he's pretty much dominating the entire thing this was a I would say maybe a 60 40 65 35 split yeah oh definitely but the, but, but the 30 40 percent that the Miz got he was getting he was getting big pop he was getting pain if you will you know there was there was the show of you know it was like he was uh, giving punishment, not just taking. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also helped that he was in uh, Chicago. Is like one of those cities. It's like New York. Like there's Chicago, Philly, New York, um, Toronto. Like those are big wrestling cities where like they know the wrestlers, kind of thing. Like they they don't yeah. really they cheer for who the hell they want to cheer for. They're not gonna be like brainwashed into like you know. Like or molded into like cheering for every good guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so he, he he was in front of a good crowd. I guess I could say that. Yeah. Um. But that, I think that's why he was getting like cheered so much. You know? Yeah. Because he's definitely like earned his place as like when he began. Like a lot of people saw him as like a reality guy. Like he was on the Real World and stuff like that. Yeah. So a lot of people saw him as that. But then over the years, like, he really kind of, like, they, people are now recognizing him. He's like, you know what? This guy's really fucking good. Like, he can talk. He can wrestle. He never, he's never hurt. Um, if he's, he's never out for long periods of time. He does a lot of, um, uh, what's that word? Uh, oh, my God. Ambassador. Yeah, thank you. He's like, he's a good ambassador for the product. Like, they send him out on talk shows and all that crap like that, um, which they don't do for everybody. You know, like not a lot of people do that, but they send him out for that, and he represents the company in a positive light. And a lot of people are starting to see that now, and they're starting to respect him a lot more. And I like that because I've always been a fan of his. Like I've I've liked yeah. him. I remember him on the Real World, and just to see him from then to now, it's like oh my, I can't. It's just crazy. Like he had he he used to pretend he was a wrestler on the Real World. Yeah, and he. He had a dream, and now he's he's living his dream now, and I think that's really cool, you know, like just to see him achieve that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, right now he is. When I when I first started, like, my wife had got me watch their their show that they had. She's like, this this is funny. She she watched uh, for whatever reason she never watches wrestling. Mm -hmm. I actually got her to watch this actual Survivor Series. The whole family was there. So all, all four of us were watching. And this was like the first time all of us watched a pay-per-view together. So that, that was a, a keynote on this as well. Mm. But um, she used to watch like Total Bellas and um, 
what was the other one? The Total Divas. She watched all those. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, watch this show. She goes, those girls were funny, so I'm sure this one will be funny. So she like she watched the first few shows, and she's like, come on, watch. We rewatched it, we watch. I'm like, I like this guy. So when I first started watching, this was right before I started watching. I'm like, he's going to be my guy. And he didn't disappoint when he was, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. And again, he is my favorite. Right now, probably my top three, like, characters are him. He, he's number one. Um, Otis. <laughs> okay. And then probably uh, Gunther. Okay. They're like my top three characters because they, they every every time they're on screen, I like watch no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I just everything about them I like, and I really wish that the Miz would have done it, but it it was a good match nonetheless. It was again my second favorite match out of the evening. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot too. Um. But so like after that though like it kind of hit a lull for me. Um, I think it was uh, what was it? Uh, Dragon Lee versus uh, Escobar. Yeah. Santos Escobar. I wasn't that invested in this one. Like I was kind of just playing on my phone. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, it was a it was a decent match, but I, I'm just not a fan of like that luchador style yeah. of wrestling. It's just not. It doesn't hit for me. Um, but they're really kind of pushing. So what he def- he defected from the Latino World Order, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Yeah. I I, I, I sort of pay attention to that storyline, but not really. Um, yeah. I I I've never liked them. I never liked Mysterio. The only one I really ever probably gravitated to was Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't like it. They they're pushing this Dragon Lee hard, and I just I don't yeah. get it. Um. And the LWO, like, I don't mind Zelita Vega, but uh, for Neither. obvious reasons. <laughs> but like the other two, like the, the two, like they, I've seen them wrestle once in a year. Like, yeah, they, they come out as members of it, but like they don't do anything. They're like a jobber team to me. Yeah, that's and, how I see but they it. They don't even job. Like they, they, they're like, they're like a bodyguard. Like you know, mm-hmm. Bubba Ray when he would like come out with you know. In, in WC, like it, it, I just don't get them, and I don't like anything about it. So yeah, this match to me was just a dud. Yeah, um, I can kind of say about the second one, Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. I wasn't even into really. All I kept wishing was, was like, please end, because that was it. Like after that, then the war, the, the men's war game was coming on after that, and all I just kept hoping, I'm like, just end quickly, please. I gotta go to bed soon. <laughs> like I got just end. <laughs> But it's just another thing, like, you just, like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of Rhea Ripley. Yeah. You know, like, I, I get it, like, they're pushing her as, like, this, like, China-esque female wrestler, but she interacts with the guys, like, and it's just, it's just so, it's just so overdone, you know? Yeah. Like, someone needs to come along, and there's really, but the thing is, there's really no one around right now that's, that's good enough to, like, really give her a challenge like there, this uh, Jade Cargill whenever she comes out I'm assuming it's going to be like that main threat but like everybody else is just like it, they're just feeding these wrestlers to her um, and she's beating like bigger people like that uh, you know Zoe Stark is tough uh, that Rodriguez girl yeah. she's you know she's strong it, like, but she's so, like, green you know, it, Huh? But she she's just uh I said she's green. Like she's uh Oh yeah, very green. 
like she's she's imposing physically wise, but but other than that, like she's not a great wrestler. Like very Ultimate Warrior like. Yeah, yeah. Does power moves, and that's really that's really as far as she goes. And that's the thing. They're building this mystique with her, and really, I think that the only one that maybe could be her is like uh, Jade Cargill. Yeah. And again, I, you went bigger. Yeah. Like who's like? That's why Andre never held the title. Because Andre would have never then lost the title. They're they're putting right. her into a they're putting her into an Andre category and they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's the worst part. And for Judgment Day, like you can't hear Dominic. Finn is hard to understand sometimes, and he's just kind of like a little like too yelly for his size. Mm-hmm. And then other times, Damian Priest isn't, like, imposing enough with his voice, with his size. Yeah. So Rhea Ripley is a good voice for them, even though she can be a little hard to understand. She has that intensity. She has the emotion that I think would be a good mouthpiece. And maybe they get her... That's the only way I see her ever getting popular again, because I just don't see her popular. She's getting very played out. Very yeah. Roman Reigns-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think they, uh, they're just they're pushing her too hard, and it's it's making her unbeatable, which is, I guess, in a sense, good because you kind of want that in a champion, but you want to believe the challenger can beat them. But everyone she's facing, like I know she's gonna win. You know, Gunther, Gunther is is dominant, but like like I said, like there's been a couple times where like, oh, maybe he'll lose this one. Because the, just the match is so good and like he sells and all that stuff, but she doesn't really do all that. So. Yeah. So um, those two were the snooze fest. They were. And then Joe had a snooze fest. <clears throat> so the men started. It was like ten fifteen ish, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed. So now here's a little side story before we really get into this. Um. Actually, now we'll go we'll go through it first, and I'll I'll tell my little story. So um. So, good match. Um, they tease Randy Orton getting injured. And he, is he going to come out? Is he not going to come out? And, of course, he comes out. Um, now, you never really seen Randy Orton wrestle. No, no, I, I never did. Uh, he, I guess he was in Ohio Valley, right? He didn't go to... Yeah. Go to FCW. No, no, no. He, well, he he debuted in like 2002. So yeah, he was part of that, that that Ohio Valley class with John Cena and Brock Lesnar and, and Batista. Um, but he's been out for a year and a half. Like when he left, Vince McMahon was still in charge. That's how long ago it was. So um, so he makes his return. Um, well, what do you what do you think? I don't want to kind of skim it but again I I will say this the women brought weapons into the ring it was much more uh, much more exciting with that you had uh, what's his name outside of the ring you know bringing a trash can up to the top you know like it was just to me it was a more uh, aggressive match where this one like and this is my big complaint you're sitting there and 
you're watching it, and they're all doing their moves, and it's just like, like, there's nothing exciting about it. Like the women, like you know, they're diving off the top rope. They're fucking doing elbow drops on that. It's a lot of, you know, a lot more aggression. Where this one, it was literally just them doing their move, the six one nine, the you know, uh, razor's edge. It was like everyone had to showboat their talent, mm-hmm. or, you know, their their uh, their signature move. Then the time runs out, and it's it's the same thing with uh, with wrestling. Where I wish that like. With a minute left, he would have just came out and the place would have exploded and he would have ran into the ring. Instead, like you said, when it came to the women and they're all standing underneath the garbage can, they all stop fighting and they all stare. Yeah. And like I, that's one thing that I like, where I wish that they, they didn't do that, you know, oh, is he going to show up? You know he's going to show up. Yeah. Like, if he didn't show up, I would have been. that would have been much better. Yeah. What? So I don't know why they. I don't know why they did that. Uh, I, I because they already confirmed he was going to be there. And then all of a sudden he's like, "Is he going to show up?" Like, why didn't you just kind of save that? But I, I know why they didn't. I know why. I think I said this to you off. Obviously, they. They. The reason why they announced it early, I think, is because they didn't want that Chicago crowd to think it was going to be CM Punk. And then when Randy Orton comes out, they risk him getting booed because of that. Because it's ha- that stuff, something like that has happened before. Um, so that's why they announced it early, in my opinion. So that crowd wasn't expecting CM Punk. Um, but to then just do it again, where you're just kind of like, well, I don't know if he's going to show up or not. It, it, it's just stupid. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. Like I said, I think that if he would have came out, you know, what's his name went in two minutes went by. He comes out then for that minute. He has that pop. Him walking down to the ring, and then and like again, one thing I don't like is when they do like group moves. Mm-hmm. They all got by the ring and did that like DDT. Yeah, and I was just like, like I I can't stand when they do that. Yeah. You got you, you got all five guys down at once to be able to do this move, like, and they all didn't fight it off. Like, I, I just I I never liked that. Yeah, I I also don't like that. They did that in last year's uh, War Games. Also, it was the Sheamus did his like, uh, you know, he beat the guy kind of thing. They all did it, and it just uh, it's just one of the, another one of those things where I'm just like, this is so like, it's a good visual, and I'm sure if you're there live, it's kind of cool to see, but like. Seeing at home, it, it, it almost kind of takes you out of it. Because you're right, it's just like they all got down at the same time. They're all letting these moves happen to them. Yeah. <clears throat> the one thing I was very impressed with, and he is moving up very rapidly for his uh, in, in-ring stuff, is... Um, what's his name? Jay? He's just, uh, J.D. McDonough. Oh, J.D. McDonough, okay. Yeah. I, I This kid is taking bumps. He is... Playing into the storyline perfectly, he is he, he is rapidly moving up as a guy that I really like, and his in ring stuff is right up there. It's just I think he's building on that character, and he could be a, he could break into the top three right now. Yeah, he's, yeah, I like him too. Rapid him, uh, Austin Theory and uh, Grayson Waller, who are all both smaller guy, or all three are smaller guys, mm-hmm. like size, like bulk wise, like you know they're all muscular in, in their way, but. They, for that type of uh, guy, that Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart type of stature, they are they, those three are like right now 
rapidly growing up, and it's J.D. McDonough who's leading the way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, he's not afraid to take a bump. No, and he's a, he's a good he's a good seller. He sells good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. I like him too. Um, uh, where was I gonna go? Uh, I've been very impressed with Jay Uso. Um, yes. He like. <sighs> I was I was very skeptical about them splitting that tag team because like there's certain guys like in a tag like some some guys are just made for tag teams you know like they and, yeah the, yeah yeah and uh, when you break them apart you always get that like well which one's gonna be the Shawn Michaels and which one's gonna be the Marty Jannetty it happens with every single successful tag team um. So when they split them up, and sometimes it, it backfires. Like they they split the Dudley Boys up at one point, and neither one of them could like survive without the other one. Like they tried giving them different gimmicks. Like they put them on different shows, and it just didn't work. So they end up putting them back together because they're just they're just made to be a tag team together. Um, but he's really, I think, thriving now that he's not with uh, Jimmy. You know, whereas Jimmy's kind of floundering on SmackDown as, as part of this Bloodline story, um, Jay kind of broke off, and now he's like, he, he, he's. I could kind of see him as a, as being, I don't think a world title, but like definitely maybe the Intercontinental title at some point. Um, so I, I I'm becoming more impressed with him as as the weeks go on. Yeah, the only I, it's pretty much the same thing. I, you know, he really is living up to the main event Jey Uso type thing. Mm-hmm. He can do it on his own. The only thing I can't stand is when he comes down to the ring. What does he do? <laughs> like he like like hunches down and like trots in. Like Sammy fucking Zayn's getting hit with a fucking uh, steel chair. Run, motherfucker! Like, <laughs> and he's like. He's like crip walking into the ring, and I'm just like, I it just and other people are bringing that up too on like social media, and it like it's just funny. Yeah, it's like I see it now. And now that you now mention that you, it, now, <laughs> that you, now that you know about it, it's you're gonna see it every time, and you're gonna start going. This it's gonna get annoying. Yeah. Now now I'm never gonna unsee it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, again though, like, where are they going? And how are they going to get there with Cody Rhodes getting the title shot? Uh, well, on Monday, where, Mon- where is his story going? Well, on Monday he announced he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but things he he won it last year, so now like does he repeat? And we're going to get to another curveball that happened at the end of the program in a minute. Um, as far as everything I read online is that like. There's, they already penciled him in against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's like supposedly like the end, like what's their the end game for Cody Rhodes right now. Um. So uh. That's 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 why I think it's gonna happen. But like I just don't know. I'm hoping with some of the developments that's been going on, like it doesn't derail him. Um. Because I think. If uh, if you really had to pick like a top face for the company, he's it. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, uh yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because with the developments that happened, we'll get to the second development in a minute. It, it uh, it does throw a wrench in there 
And you still have what's his name with the and it looks like he's maybe I don't know where he's going with this senior money in the bank. I mean, he's got that he's got that title shot. Like yeah. Uh oh, I, and have they ever done this? Have they ever like say if uh say if Seth Rollins isn't scheduled to wrestle for whatever reason, can he say I'm using this at this without like it kind of being that run in? Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. He, he can sit there and say I want a title shot. Mhm. The next pay-per-view. Oh yeah, that's happened before. I, I've seen it happen both ways. I've seen the run-ins, and I've seen someone saying that you know SummerSlam, I'm putting this up, like I want to fight you at some like kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, so it has, it can happen that way too. I just don't see him winning. You know, like there's too many, there's too many things going on for him to really fit in that. Yeah. You know, the only thing I can see happening because of that is I think he, I think eventually he's going to end up defecting from Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. They're they're already teasing it, um, but the way they're going with all this, like he doesn't really fit in. Um, well, we, let's get to the end because this is we're, we're kind of dancing around what happened, and, and it'll make more sense when my my what I'm saying is going to make more sense. So at the end, um, so I, I said before, well, you didn't hear me, I guess, but I mentioned before how I avoided my phone, right? So I woke up the next day, I see you text me a couple times, and I also see someone reply to a comment I made, someone I don't know. So I'm like, Who, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, and I, I don't really comment on people's Facebooks, but I do follow like, a lot of groups, like a lot of wrestling groups, and I'll make like comments in there. And I made a comment about, uh, I said that there's no, I said if anyone who thinks CM Punk's returning tonight, you're delusional, because it, it's not happening. <clears throat> so I see a few comments like that, and I'm like, huh. And I didn't read it, but I saw I was getting comments, and that's the only thing I made like a comment on Saturday. So I'm like, all right, I want now either they're saying he returned, and people are bashing me, or I was right and he didn't show up. Um, and uh, sure enough, he shows up right at the end. Again, I don't know if this is true or if it's just all storyline, but there was a lot more, I think, excitement on what happened with the other guys than it did with him coming out. You talking about Seth Rollins? Well, not only that, but uh, Drew McIntyre. Apparently, there's video of a cameraman there, and he he's right at the right in the walk walkway entrance, right by the ring, mm-hmm. and. Drew McIntyre's over on the side where you can't see him. He's behind the barrier. And all of a sudden, you see the cameraman start waving him, and you see Drew, like, beat feet out of there quick. Really? Before CM Punk comes out. CM Punk comes out, and then the whole screaming match with Seth Rollins. Yeah. So... And and there's the Michael Cole thing, too. What's that? I guess they... I guess someone had the cam, like their camera on them, and you could actually hear him say something. Like I forget what it was. Like you got to be kidding me, or like he was like almost pissed. It was, it was like it was definitely negative that he came out. Michael Cole. When I yeah. saw Michael Cole, he was like excited that he came out. The video I saw, like he was drumming along to to the music and stuff. 
Um, so Seth Rollins. So from what I've been and I've been kind of following this all week. Everyone in in that ring got word right before they went out that he was coming back. Okay. Um, so the Seth Rollins reaction is a seed for what's to come. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like uh, Seth Rollins kind of said several months ago, like we don't we don't want CM Punk in here. He's a cancer. So they're kind of building off like a real life thing here. And that's where real life beef. Yeah, but you know how wrestling is. Like, you know, guys get over shit quickly. Um, so, and this brings me back to the Damian Priest. What I was saying is that right now, I think they're playing the seeds for one of the nights of WrestleMania to be Seth Rollins or CM Punk. Okay. So that's kind of like what they're doing now. And they're doing it very slowly, which is good because I like that long-term storyline kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then on the other night will be Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns. So where does Damian Priest really fit into this? You know? Um, and going back to Cody, like... Well, I guess it, I guess that if they're going to go towards Seth Rollins versus... CM Punk and CM Punk won't really affect Cody Rhodes in that sense um, but you have like all these guys now that like you have a lot of main event guys that can go and fight for the championship whenever you know oh absolutely so it's kind of like it, it, and it's good because now you don't really know what to expect but at the same time it's you know everyone wants to see Cody Rhodes win the title but now does this end up derailing it at some point or like what what's going to happen now so and that's the thing too like you have him beating Roman who's had this third longest title reign he can't lose it quick either Mm -hmm. in my opinion because then it's gonna be like I I don't like when they do that like you have like if Gunther loses the title to the Miz and then the Miz loses it the next week to Shinsuke and then it just keeps bouncing around I don't like that me neither if if someone's gonna take down a long term champ they need to hold it for a while agreed because like, it then it then it, it it to me it cheapens the legacy of the record holder. Mm-hmm. Like he lost this guy and then this guy lost it a hundred times. That's why when people say like Cena, Flair, um, what's the name, Randy Orton? Oh, they're sixteen-time Charlotte Flair. They're sixteen-time champs, fourteen-time champs. That means they were thirteen-time losers. Oh yeah. Well, they said like if you look at John Cena, how he's won a title so many times, but. All those title reigns, a lot of them weren't very long. Couple months here, couple weeks there, you know. Uh, yeah. Flair, Flair would hold his title for a while. That was a different time. Um, but I'm with you. I, I hate I hate people who lose titles super quick because it just defeats the purpose of having it. Of them of them winning. You're right. If whoever beats Gunther and whoever beats Roman Reigns, they got to hold on to that title for I would at least six months. Absolutely. You know. Um, and that's where I think like the U.S. title or North American title that that one should be that one can bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that the North American Championship in NXT let that bounce around because then it shows how these people can act as a champion, how the pop they can get, how they are on the mic, how they're like it, it really is a character builder uh, belt, mm-hmm. and it elevates. It's again that triple A, double A, single A type of progression. Right. And I don't mind there being. You know, like you look at uh, you look at the NHL. It's 
for the past like how many years it's been like almost the same teams winning the cup like very few very few one-time winners mm-hmm. it's multiple wins within the past 20 years for multiple teams then you go down to like the AHL and every year different teams playing because they have like you know rookies getting put up into the or you know or rookies coming down to the minors veteran players going up there's not continuity and I think that's the way that those belts should be mm-hmm. you have continuity with two of them and then the other ones can flip flop yeah I, I, I like that I like that so so yeah so it was a, it was a big uh Big, de- big deal. CM Punk coming back. He, like it was kind of like um, you, see, you didn't really see it, but uh, it was equivalent to when Bret Hart came back in 2010 or 2009. It was 2000, 2010. He came back, and it was just one of those moments that you thought you would never see because it's, it was legit bad blood. Yeah. Um, like I never thought I'd see Bret Hart in WWF again, and. And he shows up, and it was after 12 years, and it was I was just like I, I remember watching it and thinking like I never thought I'd ever see this. CM Punk is, is in that same uh, category where just like the, he he left on the worst turn. He walked out the night after the Royal Rumble in 2014. Like walked out, got fired. He went everywhere and anywhere and just talk major shit about WWE and Vince McMahon and Triple H all those guys um then he goes to eight, comes out of retirement after seven eight years AEW so much shit happens there where like now like he is like poison yeah um <clears throat> and Triple H even said like he goes this happened within a week like him coming in like and even though like there were rumors for months like it wasn't a reality till like maybe a week before Survivor Series, um, so uh, it was just uh, I was amazed, and, and you could hear from that pop he got like I think everyone else was shocked to shit too. Um, but it, it's it's exciting because now it's just like well now what happens? And a lot of people are saying now like it's it's gonna really now show if because. A lot of that stuff in AEW happened around these that elite, the, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, so now everyone's going to wonder, like, well, if he comes here and is fine, then it's those guys in AEW who really kind of, like, are, are the poison. Yeah. But if he... Now, if if several months pass and shit starts happening with him, then it's like, well, now it's, it's CM Punk. So this could really make AEW look bad in the long run. Actually disliked in the locker room. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, he he burned a lot of bridges. Um, he talks shit about a lot of people, and there's some like uh, Kevin Owens is good friends with the Young Bucks. Um, and I know f- I from what I've heard, he does not like CM Punk. Um, it doesn't seem like uh, Kevin Owens likes anyone. Yeah, it, it doesn't He's seem like. like yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months if he plays nice or if he's just an asshole. I don't like him. Um, I think when he left, I think he was just like a crybaby about shit. And even when the AEW thing, like I kind of, I didn't, if you watch any of those press conferences, he just kind of, he's just very childish. Okay. Um, but I was, I when he came out, I was just, I, even, I was just kind of like, wow, I can't. 
I can't believe this is happening, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens now with him. So, no, I don't know. Maybe he'll turn my, turn me around too. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like a main eventer, right? He was never. Oh no, he was. He he was a main event guy. Um, so he, like he had the world by the balls. He just didn't. Oh, yeah. is he just is he another curmudgeon? He just can't be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, his thing was, and again, it was a different. It was a different time. Um, he. He had the world title, but he was always. This is around John Cena's peak, so Cena would always, it would be like it was like it was like Hogan back in the day. Like Warrior had the title, but Hogan always went on last, regardless. So Cena had the uh, Cena uh, CM Punk had the title, but Cena always went on last. Um, so he got very pissy about like not being in the main event, even though he was the world champion. Then the Rock came back, and the Rock beat him for the title, and then went on the WrestleMania. So like just stuff like that. Um, he was getting pissed that a lot of guys weren't getting pushed, like Daniel Bryan. Um, but after he left, like a lot of shit changed. So it, it, it's again, it's a different company now, and it's a lot of those smaller guys are getting pushed, and, and guys who should be getting pushed are getting pushed. You know. Um, <clears throat> so he definitely is a problem. Um, but you know, people change, and, and we'll see what happens. All right. Then, with him coming back, I can't think off the top of my head a lot of the ones, the old ones. I'd have to actually sit down and think about it. But what are your top returns? Ooh. Not debuts, returns. Whether it be from an injury or leaving the company, or I can tell you a, a good few right off right now. Um. So, one is when Jake the Snake came back at the 96 Rumble, um, because uh, I, I love Jake the Snake Roberts, um, but he was one of those first guys from when I, you know, that, that 80s group who left and he came back. Like, not a lot of guys did it yet, but he was like one of the first, so when he came back and he, and I was so excited. Um, I think well, it's uh, Hogan coming back, obviously at the um, No Way Out 2002. Um, he came back with the NWO. That was that was huge for me for obvious reasons. But my favorite of all time, which is my favorite wrestling moment ever, was WrestleMania 8 when Ultimate Warrior came back. Okay. Um, because. It was just one of those that he like he just disappeared, and there was no internet back then. Like you heard from word of mouth what happened to him. Um, but he comes back, and everybody from the announcers to the fans, like everyone, lost their fucking shit when he came back. That place, I mean, have you seen it before? No, I'm gonna watch it as soon as we get. Oh, you gotta! I like, can't remember it. It's it's he comes out to save Hogan. Um. But like Bobby Heenan's like, oh, it's the Ultimate Warrior, and he just, everyone just loses their shit. It was I, I watch it probably at least once a month <laughs> because it's just so awesome. Like he just comes like doing Mach one down to the ring, out of breath, <laughs> and you just so see. Was it a bigger? Was it a bigger um, <clears throat> pop than uh, a Legion of Doom pop? It was like a Legion of Doom pop, and that's another one. Legion of Doom came out in uh, Raw. Um. 
And it was just one of those things that no one saw coming. They, they, I think it was like 96, 97 when they came back and they were in the Manhattan Center and that was another, like, it was so loud in there. You couldn't even hear the music. Uh, but the Ultimate Warrior one was, oh, that's, I love that moment. You gotta watch it. Okay. Yeah, anyone out there listening, Ultimate Warrior Returns, WrestleMania 8, you could, it's, it's on YouTube. Um, but it's a, it's a good one. It's really good. This is, again, just from off the top of my head, and it's, I guess you could say it's a return of sorts, but this is in recent me watching, um, when Johnny Gargano came back to NXT, he got a huge pop for that little arena. And it was like, I I like that one. It was like a mini version, and it's the biggest one that I've seen that was like that. When did that happen? Uh, Maybe about... Two three months ago, okay. He just went back to NXT for like I think he he might have been feuding with uh it was with Grayson Waller I think. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, and he came back and it like the place it, no it would have probably even been longer than that, but he was feuding with Grayson Waller when he was still down there. Okay, and it was a huge pop, and I was like that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I missed that one. So. You can you can watch that one while I watch WrestleMania. I I will. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. I just wrote it to myself to look it up. <laughs> so yeah, so th- there's been there's been a lot. Um, like I said, off the top of my head, those are the ones that. But the, the Ultimate Warrior one is just th- th- I love that one. But uh, Steve Austin at Backlash 2000 as the first time he came back after being injured for a couple months that play that's probably one of the biggest pops of all time they they say um he came back with he has a beer belly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though uh, so there's been some good ones the CM Punk one that's that's up there like uh, you couldn't even hear the guy when you can't hear the music that's a good yes. pop that's a really good pop and i like the fact well it would have been one of two things I wish that they didn't put his logo out there. Hmm. It would have made it more, like, real to me. Yeah. You know, like, he just, he goes and, you know, hands him, like, I just handed the guy a cassette to play on the, you know, or a CD to play on the, you know, for my entrance and and said something like that, and it was unexpected. Yeah, the thing, though, is that everyone knows that song is his yeah you know yeah and that's what I mean as soon as the music played it could have been one thing but they, the fact that they had the graphics you, you could tell it was pre-planned yeah no you're right and you couldn't have and you really couldn't have picked a better place because Chicago's his hometown um that he uh came back there in a week yeah well they I mean the stars aligned right there from what I've read and this is rumors they were considering holding him off until the rumble but they said one, like they were afraid it would leak out and it would ruin it, and two, like it's so perfect that it's in Chicago because he's so synonymous with Chicago. Yeah. Um, it it would just be it's too perfect to pass up. So. <clears throat> one thing I liked was the next day on Raw, he uh, actually said that his wife might be joining him. So that 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 also perked my interest. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping she comes back. I I, I was a big fan of hers. Big fan of hers. So. Hmm. Alright, well, we have like uh, like 10, 15 minutes left. Um, 
Do you want to skim through the graveyard really quick? Uh, why don't we let it build a little? Okay. Because I, I know that there might have been a few more that I didn't see, and I, I got to get a little more on them. Two, two of them in the last few days that have a lot to do with finance, so I wanted to talk about that a little. Okay. Do it. But I can't. I don't. I don't have their names off the top of my head. All right. So we'll hold off. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> It was a good thing. Um, just going back to the women's match again. Okay. The, the, if you had to pick your top matches, it was for me. It was women, then uh, then the Miz and uh, Gunther. Uh, like the other one, because it was only a five card uh, match. Mm-hmm. Th- those were th- those two were far far ahead of everyone else in my book. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna agree with you on that too. Uh, the men's was good. Um, but it, it didn't outshine those two, those first two matches. Um, I think what made the men's better was the ending, obviously, and yeah. and, Rand, and Randy Orton coming out. I, I like Randy Orton, so I was I was pretty pumped to see him too. But um, and yeah. I had a question: Do you think he was a little fishnicked uh, there, or is that how he normally acts? Because when he was walking down to the ring, it looked like he was like slurring and stumbling. And I saw that. I I did notice that. I think he. Uh, I don't think he was for Snicker. I think he was. I think he was excited to come back. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't yeah, I, I saw him kind of like kind of stumbling a little bit too. I don't know what that was all about, but yeah, I think he was just pumped to be back. Yeah, eighteen months. Eighteen months away in wrestling is like a lifetime. Yeah, it's a long time. I think it, like most guys are out for a couple months, but to be out for a year and a half, like. I, I mentioned Ultimate Warrior before. When he, when he came back, it was only like maybe eight months from his last yeah. appearance, which isn't very long. But at the time, it seemed like it was really long because it's just well, first of all, you're a kid, <laughs> so months took like years back then. But uh, 18 months away. That's a think about it. Last time he wrestled, my second daughter wasn't born yet. Yeah. You know, so you just got to put it in perspective like that. Uh, it's, it's a long time. It's a long and time. I think maybe at this point, and I, like, as I was reading up on this uh, fusion back surgery, it said like most people have like a range after six to eight months, like where they're back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like the, I guess the first few months are real rough, and then like you eventually like really gain your strides back, your muscle has memory. Right. But the fact that him and uh, Stone Cold both had this and come like came back. Like, I'm getting also tired of, like, hearing that. Like, oh, he had, you know, back surgery. And, like, okay, yeah, he had it. It's, it, at this point, it's, you have open heart surgery. I'll give you uh, credit for coming back. Like, you know. Yeah, well, in his defense, um, they were talking about him not coming back at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's how bad it was. I mean, you got to think, like, when you're, when you're taking a bump in wrestling, like, you're landing on your back. Mm-hmm. Out of every single... With the exception of your feet, like you're landing on your back 90% of the time, so yeah. it's uh, and and think of what's in your back, like this, your spine's back there, like that that controls everything. Yeah. So it, it's a, it, it is a major surgery, and like I said, they were there was talk that he was going to retire, um, and they weren't sure if he was going to come back at all. So it, it, it it's it's kind of a big deal, in that sense. You know, you come back from like a broken foot, like who cares? Yeah. But like neck, back, like a lot of shit controls 
lot of shit gets controlled by those two things. So it, it's, you know, it, it's a pretty big deal. I got you. Yeah. All right. And I guess maybe my last thing I got, uh, there, Aaron Rodgers was taken off of the. Uh, oh, that fucking earth. idiot. <laughs> I, I, what are your thoughts on this? He's a fucking moron. And this Thank is you. why. This is why. You're rushing yourself back from a major injury for no fucking reason except mm-hmm. to probably feed your ego. Mm-hmm. You're not coming. The Jets are not making the playoffs. Okay? So you're going to come back for two weeks for what? Yeah. So now you you're risking. To hurt yourself. Exactly. You're rushing back. It's, it was an Achilles, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, Jesus, fuck. And he's, he's 40. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like. If I hurt my Achilles, I'm on the couch for the next two years. <laughs> I have a blister on my toe that's been hurting me for three weeks. Exactly. I, I think he's stupid. I think I think if the Jets organization puts him out there, they're even stupider. Because now you're risking next season. Okay? This guy doesn't have that many seasons left. So you're going to rush him back for no... If the Jets are making a playoff push, I would almost kind of get it. But you're, they're not. They're in the hole. They're done. Keep him off for the next couple of weeks. He has a, there's a month left in the season. Just keep him out. Let him heal. Come back in September. He's good as new. Well, as, as good as he can be. If they play him, I mean, just so stupid. Just so stupid. And he's a retard for even for even wanting this. It's an ego thing. It's a, he wants to say, like, oh, oh I, I'm going to show you I can come back and I'm going to be just as good as I was before the injury. There's no reason for it. And I think any other organization would say, sit out. We don't want to risk you. Like, we don't Because if he gets hurt again, now he's out for next season. Because there's not enough time in between December and August to, to fix that. You know what I mean? Just, just I have, I have a thought on it. I think that maybe they are playing it because again, the season's a wash. They, they've given up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not making the playoffs. This is about getting a better draft pick. Float the news that he might come back and put it out to a game time decision. And at least then you're getting the media coverage of it. You know, make it make it so that but for what a season that a season that really had no intention to be what it was because it was supposed to be much more at least now you're bringing back a little bit of intrigue to the team you're getting you're getting clicks if you will okay i would sit him but again this is the jets and i i 100 ego on both ends of it is going to put him out there they're just a stupid organization i mean just really stupid mm-hmm. i i i if you want to take him off IR for like reasons we don't know about, like maybe it's like a money thing or something, okay, I, I, I kind of get that. You want to make room on your roster or something like that? I don't know. But if they play him, even if it's just one play, it's stupid. You're risking this guy who's pretty much past, he's, he's past his prime. He's entering an age now where a lot of guys are starting to retire for no reason. You're not making the playoffs. You're, just, you're not gonna. You're, you're not. You could win the next three games, and I mean they're not. But <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't understand the mentality there. I don't get it. Um. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, I can see them sitting there saying, "Yeah, he'll he'll play, or he'll be he'll be active for the game, and he'll be like the third string emergency quarterback." Right. They'll use that as one week. Then the next week, he'll be like the second string quarterback, and then the season will end. Like I can Let see them see. playing that. But <clears throat> so, all right, I'm looking at the standings. Jets are four and seven. So ahead of them, you got the Bills, who are six and six. Okay, that's pretty easy to catch up. Dolphins are eight and three. You're not getting the division. Um, there's a chance you you have to win the rest of the, every single game for the rest of the year. Yeah. And there's like what f- five games left? It's an eight seventeen game season. So it's a shot. I mean, you have a shot, but it's it's a, it's a it's a long shot. Yeah, because who's who's out in the wild card right now? Um, let me see the, the playoff thing. Hold on a second. Okay, so. So what's what is the what do they what what takes it? What like what's the it's eight teams? Uh the three division winners and And there's like eight hundred wild card spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of wild cards. Okay, so I'm just going to read off in order. Like It's Baltimore, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Houston. That's the top eight. And right there, it, it might be six make the playoffs. Yeah, it's six that make the playoffs. So Pittsburgh has an easy schedule. They they should so you do the top possibly s- make it. You do the top six. Cleveland is seven and four. Cleveland... <laughs> They have their backup quarterback. It, it's not great for them, but they've they pulled off a win against the Steelers. Like they, they could maybe win two or three more games. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance? Yeah, but it's a it's a huge huge shot in the dark here that you're going to make the playoffs. Right now, the, right now the Jets are the second worst team in in uh, AFC. Yeah, you're going to climb ten spots. I just don't see that happening, and it, it just, to me, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous if they even so. Bring yeah, back. I, I just, I, I think it's an asinine move. It's just you're asking for another injury, and it's for a dead season. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be like right now. Uh, if well, Tyrod Taylor's back, right? He's coming off of uh, IR. I think so. Yeah. But what's the name's done for the season, right? Uh, Who? Yours, uh, Daniel starter, Jones. Uh, oh yeah, he's out. But that—that's—that's that, that's a good. Say he's like, I'm better. Okay, well, go play. I, I, that'd be stupid on there because the Giants are out of it too. You know? It, it, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I—I I, I think it's um, it's all ego here. Yeah. 100%. It's all ego. On both ends. And as a Jets fan, I I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, but we have friends who are. I can't imagine them wanting him back right now. Yeah, and you got to look at this, too. The coach, he came in at this, you know, he was this defensive fucking guru on San Francisco, you know, and he came there with these high hopes, and he it has not panned out. And I think he's going to be fighting for his job, so I could see him sticking him in there. Yeah. So it's a guy. It's about self-preservation and egos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's ridiculous all around. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, let's wind this down. Uh, you can follow us on X Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bulls in the Ring. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us. And uh, anything you'd like to add before we go? That's it. Okay, great. No rants this week, huh? No, no. I, I've actually had a very good week at work, and it's funny because there's been chaos there, but, like, I'm not in it. It's always you know the, the best. Where the, like, you know the meme with the dog? It's the cartoon one where the dog's sitting at the table drinking coffee and the house is on fire? Yeah. That's me at work. Like, I'm just sitting there like, I'm fine. It's mm-hmm. good. And, like, the place is burning around me, but I just laugh. That's always the best drama when it doesn't involve you. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> just sit back and eat the popcorn. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. Every dream And you feel alive